welcome to the Athletes Doing Good podcast. I'm sports reporter Jen Latta. And I'm Shelly Stewart, president of Capture Sports Marketing. When you hear the name Russell Wilson, your mind likely flashes to the football field, where the talented NFL quarterback captains the Seattle Seahawks to incredible emotional victories. He's a Super Bowl champ and a pro bowler, the ultimate highs of his profession. But Russell has dealt with his shares of lows, too including the death of his father, who never got to see Russell's professional dreams realized. Today, he shares with us his advice on getting through those tough times, why Tuesday is his favorite day of the week, as well as his advice on finding joy and loving big. He is engaging and inspiring, and we are so excited to share this conversation with Russell Wilson, an athlete doing good. So much has been made about what you and your wife do to give back. Yeah. We've, we've seen the pictures. Why is it important for someone in your position to give back? Well, I think the first thing is, you know, the reality is God gave me a gift to play the game. Like I said earlier, it's 7.5 billion people in the world, and he chose, he chose I'm one of 32. And so when I think about the numbers, when I think about the odds, uh, you know, it's, you know, why, why wouldn't I give back? You know, God gave me enough to be able to inspire somebody else. And so... When I got to Seattle, um, the funny thing is, let's rewind a little bit. When I got to Wisconsin, actually, and I, you know, before, right before I got to Wisconsin, my dad had just passed away. Um, uh, he had diabetes, and you know, I was in hospitals growing up all the time because my dad had diabetes, and uh, it was always tough. Um, one of the hardest things in my life, just because constantly seeing him sick and everything else. And my mom was an ER nurse, so we are very familiar with being in hospitals. And uh, so when I got to Wisconsin, um, my dad had just passed away, and I. You know, it's transferring to Wisconsin and everything else. And I never forget when we got here, guys like Abadaris, Nick Toon, different guys, we, we ended up going to um, we ended up going to the Children's Hospital Madison. And we started this kind of just let's do something in the community. And guys like Aaron Henry and we used to go to the uh, we used to go to different places together and just try to make an impact. And uh, we were able to start it, we really started doing that um, and start trying to instill that in our team and, and everything else that we were trying to do. And that was, we felt like that was our purpose. Um, and so fast forward, uh, I got to, you know, I got drafted uh, April 27th, um, you know. Never forget uh, it. Yeah, never forget it. April 27th of 2012. And then I'm going to the draft. Draft happens April 27, 2012. And that first day I got, got there around May 10th, 2012. And I called the uh, Children's Hospital. And I said, I said, I said to Leigh, I said, ma'am, I said, I want to start coming to children's hospitals. Um, can, I, can I come to Seattle Children's? Can I come this Tuesday? And she was like, who is this? And I said, well, I'm, I'm the quarterback. I just got drafted here. She goes, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah, you can come. You can come this Tuesday. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. And so I ended up going. I saw about five or six kids. It was an amazing experience. And then fast forward, I'm walking out of the uh, Seattle Children's Hospital, and I'm leaving. I said, can I, can I come back every Tuesday? And she goes, ah, I'm sorry, but. I still don't even know who you are. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I told her, I said, well, listen, I said, let me try to come back next Tuesday. And fast forward, I started going every Tuesday. And it's become an amazing, and I wouldn't say a tradition, an amazing gift uh, just to be able to do that, you know. And uh, Sierra and I get to go. It's, uh, we've met over thousands and thousands of kids. I mean, uh, and the stories and the people that you interact with and the relationships that you build. It, it was something that just, I wanted to make an impact. I wanted to be able to do something where it was consistent. Uh, I wanted to do something that was, I could feel like I could give a little hope. And then I finally realized that, you know, after probably the fifth or sixth time I went, I was like, man, this is, this is doing more for me than I even think them. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so it just really 
was it really opened my eyes to what love, what life, um, what, 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 what that really all means. We hear that a lot from athletes, that they feel like they are achieving some sort of fulfillment from giving back as well. You mentioned your Tuesday visits, which yeah. I know you guys are still doing. What does a typical Tuesday look like when you arrive at the hospital? Well, um, you know, now it's everybody, uh, <laughs> everybody, everybody's fired up. I mean, everybody's got the jerseys on. It's, uh, you know, it's, you know, you, you go by the rooms. I'm like, come to my room, come to my room. I wish I could come to every single room. I really would have, if I could, if I didn't have to watch film. Um, but you know, we spend a good probably hour to hour and a half there, you know, roughly. And we see, you know, five to six, seven, eight kids every week. And, um, you know, what I would say what it's like is, you know, every time I, this is how I, the best way to describe it. Every time I go into a room, you never, you like, every room's different. You know, it's, um, it's like, you know, every, some rooms have tons of faith. Sometimes they have no faith at all. Sometimes uh, the rooms are crying. Sometimes, um, you know, they may be on their deathbed. Um, you know, and so every circumstance is different and uh, every child is different. Every family is different. And so to be able to pause in that moment and just embrace who they are and where they are in that moment um, is really the best description that I could give. You know, and um, I think for us, uh, we, we always seem to find that, you know, love is the answer. You know, it's really about, um, you know, trying to just instill love and just try to lift them up as much as we can. And, um, and so it's a, it's a great day. It's the, probably the day I look forward to most, you know, to be honest with you, Sunday would be second. So speaking of Wisconsin, everyone knows where you were for the 2012 Rose Bowl, mm -hmm. but you guys might not be aware that I was there as well. I was oh, yeah? covering the team for Fox six here in Milwaukee. And there's a story I'd like to share with you guys that you might not be aware of, but, uh, Wisconsin lost that game. You guys might recall that. Good game. Huh? Man, that was a great game. <laughs> Um, Great game. And Russell obviously was the quarterback, the losing quarterback of that game. And yet after fulfilling his media re responsibilities, he stood in the locker room with his pads still on, with a T-shirt over his pads. And when they announced that media availability was over and we all had to vacate the locker room, he stood at the door and he shook every single hand of every single media member and thanked them for their coverage of the Badgers that year. Now, at that point, you must have known that you were done playing college football and it was your last game of the career. And it has always stuck with me that that was a priority for you to recognize the people who had also spent their year with the team and covering the team and that probably hadn't ended how many of those media members wanted it to end either. Um, why did you do something like that? You know, I, I think it's about being grateful for the moments and the, and the time that you get, you know, because you never know when it's going to end, you know, even... So I, you know, I felt like I was going to play at Wisconsin forever and just be, uh, you know, we're going to win that game and, and it didn't go the way it went. It still was a great opportunity. And to be grateful for the opportunities that we get in life, to be grateful for breath every morning, uh, to be grateful for the people you get to spend time with. Um, and I, I think even as an athlete, and I think this is something that I think more athletes we have to all recognize too as well, is, um, is there's a way to, one, we're all competitive. We all want to be great. But there's also a way to balance um, your competitiveness um, with your gratefulness and your gratefulness uh, with humility and humility uh, with high character and to be able to balance all of that and combine all of that and uh, still be really super good at what you do. Um, but also to thank the people around you and get to know people. And, um, and I, I think especially with the media in particular, 
I think a lot of athletes think, okay, it's, they're trying to, they're up against me. And I, I think that's a, partially that's sometimes true, you know, but the reality is also, they're also there to help you. Uh, and and, and um, so playing at Wisconsin um, was, was really a treat. I mean, it really was. And I, I remember every moment, I remember every freaking play. Um, and it was just, uh, I remember my first time uh, we played UNLV and uh, night game. And I remember walking up the little tunnel that we had from the locker room. And, uh, you know, I think it said the Rose, the Rose of the Rose Bowl, I believe it said on the thing. And come out. And the cool part about Camp Randall, which I hadn't experienced yet, was I'd seen it on TV and everything. But that the walk, you know, around to the corner, we made, made a little right turn. And, you, you know, you hear the, you know, the click clack of your cleats, you know, hitting the ground. And you come through, the fans are freaking out. And you get there and uh, you're coming around the corner of Camp Randall, come down the steps and everything else. And, I remember tears just flowing down my face. And it was tears of gratitude. It was tears of being at, uh, and feeling like I was in the right place at the right time. Uh, it was tears of gratitude with my dad. Um, and I remember, I always sing a song. I was singing the song, I was singing the song by Yolanda Adams. She's a gospel singer, and it's called I'm Gonna Be Ready. And I was singing that song in my head that whole time. And I remember walking on the field like, man, this is gonna be a great year. And uh, I remember running, walking on the field, running out to the field, and we lit the place up. And then, the, and then uh, I remember the fourth quarter came around, and uh, and Monty Ball and Nick Toon and and Melvin Gordon and James like Russ, you got to see this, man, you got to see this. They're grabbing me, and Abadaris and guys like that, and um, and sure enough, you know, jump around happened. I was like, okay, it was it was some of the greatest games, some of the greatest moments, um, the you know, so it was a special place. And so, like I said, I was just so grateful for all those moments and all the time I got to spend with the guys and. You know, honestly, I don't get to do it enough. I wish I could, if I could have one thing, you know, that I could do more of is just spending more time with the guys, you know, just because, you know, now it's, you know, it's, it's, it's getting ready for the next season, this and that, and it's not college anymore. You know, you don't go to class together. You don't get to do that as much together. Um, but I, I love this place. Guys always say the camaraderie is yeah. the best thing about playing sports at, the, at a high level, mm -hmm. whether that's in college. I think a lot of people in here would like to know how it is that you are so good at what you do. I just started reading a book that you wrote the foreword to yeah. where you talk about neutral thinking, mm -hmm. which means when you're in a tough situation, the way that you're able to approach the situation where you don't get too far down and you don't get too high, how can these people utilize that in their daily lives, this idea of neutral thinking? I'm super positive, but, you know, that's good. Positivity is good. And, but what we, what we do know works 100% of the time is negativity. Negativity works 100% of the time. And so what we talk about is this, this idea of neutrality, being neutral. Um, and I, I, what we've studied is that the greatest athletes, the greatest entertainers, the greatest business leaders, the greatest teams, the greatest families even, you know, is, the reality is, is that they're neutral in the highs and the lows. They don't, they don't, they don't waver too much. And, um, and guys like Derek Jeter, you know, I love watching him play. He had the big smile on his face, but he was so competitive. But was always calm. Guys like Michael Jordan, passionate, but you know, he, he knew, you knew he was getting the ball when the game was on the line. You know, and you know, for me, I want to be ice cold. I, I, I never want to waver. I never want to be too high, too low. And I think that's the same thing in life, even. You know, is to be balanced. Um, you know, and and uh, you know, there's a scripture um, that I, that Sierra and I always talk about. It's James one two. Consider it pure joy. Consider it pure joy when you go through trials and tribulations, because it's the testing of your faith that builds perseverance. What other advice would you give to people who are facing struggles? You've talked openly about losing your dad at a young age and how that affected you. So your advice to people when they do face adversity, when they face struggles, on how to come through it on the other side. 
Well, as, as great as my life has been, there's also been some tough times too. You know, losing my dad was uh, probably the toughest time for sure. You know, and, and, and so you go through these moments of life and you lose people that you care about, um, you know, just through situations and everything else. And I think that the thing that I realized through my dad's passing away, uh, through my dad's death, unfortunately, was, um, you know, I, I, I just, so kind of a crazy story. I, I'd been dra- I've been drafted several times in baseball. Um, so out of high school, I was supposed to be a first round pick, you know, um, and I uh, got calls in the you know, end of the first round, got calls, got offered a bunch of money and got calls in the second round and everything else and turned it down, wanted to go play football and baseball in college. Fast forward, I go, uh, you know, I go to college, I play, you know, baseball there at NC State. I get drafted in the, in the beginning of the fourth round uh, by the Colorado Rockies. Uh, then I go do a two-sport deal, come back for NC State for my junior year of football. I'd already graduated, though, ended up transferring to Wisconsin. Then I get drafted again in baseball, um, you know, in 2012, 2013 by the Rangers. Um, they kind of get my rights, and I get traded to the New York Yankees. And so all of that happens, okay, and all these different things happen. And, and I think that one of the craziest things that I want to tell you about was on the, the, the second time I got drafted, June 8th, 2010, by the Colorado Rockies. June 8th, 2010, the next day, my dad passed away. It was the biggest high of my life and the lowest low within 24 hours. And um, I remember flying out to, to Denver, you know, Denver to, I got to hit with the big league team and do all that. And Mark was sitting there and we were watching uh, Todd Helton hit. And, and uh, it, we were talking about that. And one of the things that I remember us distinctly talking about um, is I realized that, you know, I said, the sun still comes up in the morning. The sun still comes up in the morning. And despite all the things that we go through in life, the sun still comes up in the morning. And um, if you can find joy in that, if you can find love in that and forgiveness in that, um, that's key. And I think the things that I've learned in life is to love really, really big, uh, to forgive really, really big, and serve really big. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Athletes Doing Good. Go to CaptureSportsMarketing.com to listen to other interviews, to hear stories about the person behind the player and the people behind the team who are making an impact on others.